Paul Seawall joining us right now on FT Live. Let's bring him in. Paul, what's up? Great to have you on, dude. And wanted to get your thoughts on not just Bobby Miller versus Zach McKinstry, but more about hitting a batter twice, him saying, what the hell? Pitcher going, it's not on purpose. But does the hitter have a point going, I don't want to get hit twice. I don't give a shit. It's the big leagues. Yeah, I mean, Zach has a point that, you know, no one wants to get, you know, especially up in this area, 100 miles an hour, like Bobby's throwing. That's, you know, that's that's scary. It's a little risky. It just is, you know, one time they, you think you can slip, the second time you're like, all right, like you you got to start throwing some strikes. But um, so I, I, I don't blame him for being upset. I wouldn't want to be hit by 99, 100 either. That's why I'm a pitcher and I don't get anywhere near the strike zone now. So, uh, but like I have the same, you know, I have the same thing. Bobby's trying to throw the ball up in the zone. I'm trying to throw the ball up in the zone. Some days you don't really have great command of it and it can slip and you get two guys in one day. It's just, you know, it's unfortunate. It just is. Uh, but I, I appreciate that he said, you know, it's not on purpose. Like I'm not trying to hit people. Locaine had a great point. It's like, uh, you know, you need to make sure you tell me if, if you're going to hit me twice. Like, are you, are you guys trying to send a statement or what's going on? You just tell them like, Hey, it's, you know, it's not on purpose. Like, you know, just take it first and, and, and I'll see if I can lock it back in. Does it change your approach then? Because I always felt like I had a catching coach that told me, Hey, if there's warnings out, the very first pitch you got to call is a fastball inside to the next batter, or else pitchers are going to be like, I don't want to throw it there because you got to get McKinstry. Obviously, they're trying to go up and in, and he threw something a little too far. Does it make you nervous and maybe like, oh, I don't want to hit him if the dude, you know, calls you out? I, I mean, you can't go that way because, you know, if I start throwing the ball down in the zone, that's, you know, that's how I get ripped and I'm back in the bases or I need a new baseball. So, um, warnings, no warnings. Like, you know, I'm still trying to make my pitches. If I have to go in, I have to go in. If I have to go up and it might be in, I have to go up and in. That's just one of those things. And, um, you know, you just have to, you, you have to do what you have to do. And, you know, maybe just a little extra focus and making sure this one doesn't slip and make sure I get it to my exactly where I want to. Um, but no, you can't, you can't just, can't just be scared and only throw outside or only throw down away or only throw breaking balls. That's, you know, that's a recipe for disaster. Hey, Paul, you guys are in Yankee stadium, right? And you're, you got the Wi-Fi working in Yankee Stadium. Got the Wi-Fi working in the in the concrete jungle here. Okay, what's what's the thing you're gonna get on the spread? Because people that don't know out there, there's oh. everything you can possibly eat in that clubhouse, like for every type of food, everything. So, what's your go-to when you go to Yankee Stadium? So, when everyone's a kid, they think of the major leagues like, oh, they must have this for food. They must have they must have a full wall of candy. They must have this, this, this. And then you get to the big leagues, and you're like, ah, it's not really like that unless you're at Yankee stadium and it really is like that. Um, Doug makes everything perfect over here. Uh, my favorite thing that they have here, they have like these lamp, like mini lamb chops that are just out of this world. They're like lamb lollipops They're that, That's the best thing they put out there. That's, that's, I think it's day two. They usually do it. That's so I'll, uh, I'll come, I'll come to the field pretty hungry tomorrow. Mm, delicious. Better yes, than the lobster, better than the lobster roll that they make there fresh for you. Oh, I don't think we've – I mean, we've had, we've had a couple lobster rolls, and I'm, I'm a huge lobster roll vibe, but the, the lamb chops are just – they're out of this world. And we asked them a couple years ago. We're like, all right, if this is what you give the visiting team, like what do you guys get on the main – on the home side? And he said it's pretty much the same thing, only, you know, you get a little extra creativity and a little extra special over there, but pretty much they get the same spreads as us. So um, we used to joke, it's like, this is what they're giving the team they're trying to beat. They're giving the best food ever to the team they're trying to beat. Um, yeah, this is a this is the this is the weekend that you you know you come to the field hungry. Also, imagine if you're on the Yanks and you've never been on another team and you start hitting the road and you're like, "Excuse me, where am I? 
lamb chop lollipops? <laughs> Where are the lobster rolls in this Oakland A's clubhouse? Or, you know, wherever, whoever has shitty food. Like, excuse me, what yeah. is this? That's a tough that's tough if you get used to Yankee Stadium food. You go somewhere that uh, they don't spend nearly as much money, and you're like, "Man, this is this is a downgrade." <laughs> you go from New York to Oakland, and Mikey's walking around in Oakland, going, "You want a smoothie? Hey, you guys want a smoothie? <laughs> or some chili? Or some hey, chili in San Francisco? Or the round table pizza?" Mike. He's always, Mikey's always got the round table pizza and the fried chicken. It's the best. Man, Mikey's doing the best. That's he so can, spot guys. on. Oh man, that's spot on. <laughs> you know, he did. He has made some upgrades. Did he? He didn't used to have the uh, – did he have the taco trucks and the chicken truck, like the food trucks that come when you guys no. were there or no? Because No. Okay, so now now when you get there, there's like a taco truck guy. Uh, there's like a barbecue chicken truck guy. So as soon as you get there, that's your spread. But it's it's fire. Mikey's doing the best he can with what he's got. And yeah. smoothies. No, smoothies. He loves the smoothies. <laughs> and smoothies. <laughs> they like bring him like uh, like – a bunch of coins in a sack and dump it down and they go your budget for the month <laughs> pretty much pretty much yeah all right good mikey's the real mvp then I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's not easy to do to work with those resources okay so paul i want to show you a tweet we just brought this up to ken rosenthal and you'll be able to clap back to this you'll like this so tim healy who's been on the show good dude does a great job you know put a take out there he goes i've watched enough of the marlins d-backs and reds lately to confidently say we were all right about the expanded playoffs being too expanded three wild card spots is too many and in addition to me just straight up disagreeing nothing to do with you being a friend of the show your thoughts on what you're experiencing right now and if they took away a third wild card from this race yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm disappointed in Tim's reaction to, to that. That's, that's disappointing. I don't, you know, I thought that the playoff series last year were very, were very good. The four five, even the three, six, um, if you recall, the 16 made it to the world series. So I think that that's a statement in itself. And then, uh, the Rays guardian series last year was, was extremely tight. And, um, so I, you know, I think that's, I'm disappointed. Now we didn't play very well in New York last week. So maybe that's why he thinks that, you know, as the third wildcard team, maybe we didn't deserve to make the playoffs, but um, then we went five straight. So, you know, anyone can have a bad series and you just happen to watch one of our worst series in the second half. And so I think that's, I think that's a little short-sighted and, and I, I liked him. He, you know, he's good, but I think, I think that's a little disappointing. I, would he say the same thing about the American league where we have teams that are possibly going to win 90 games who's not going to make the postseason? So, you know, that seems a little, that seems a little rash saying that we, that we didn't need an extra playoff team. So Spot on. are the Diamondbacks built to win in the, in the world series, win the world series, make it to the playoffs. Cause everyone says, well, they don't have a chance because they don't hit enough home runs. Are the Diamondbacks built to win the world series? All you got to do is get in. All you got to do is get in and you never know. Now, I think we're even more built for the postseason than most teams because we have two absolute horses at the top of the at the top of the rotation. And when you're only throwing four, when you're only throwing four starters, maybe even three, if they go in short rest, and you have two of the best in the National League, I think that gives us a pretty good chance just about every night in the postseason to, to win it. And um, you know, yeah, we don't hit we don't hit homers like a lot of the teams in the league, but nobody runs the bases like we do. Corbin Carroll is an absolute monster that can't be stopped when he's on the bases. Um, and everybody starts to follow suit. And, and next thing you know, we just create chaos and, and uh, you know, put a little pressure on teams. And, and there's plenty of pressure in the postseason as it is. And now you have to make, you know, you have to make the quick throw and you have to make the extra throw against our base runners. You know, next thing you know, we're going to win four to three and, and then we're out of there. 
Got a quick question. How how has the how has the crowds been at the stadium so far? Has it you guys been packing the house? Because I know personally, I know the Marlins most likely are not packing the house. The Cincinnati Reds most likely are not. And how have the crowds and in, in, in the environment been for you guys? I'd be lying if I didn't say I was a little disappointed that we didn't have better crowds. Um, this is, you know, this is a playoff environment. We, you know, we just played the Cubs for three games at home. They're a playoff team. We're a playoff team. We're fighting. Uh, then we play the Giants. And, you know, I know school comes back. And, you know, I'm not saying about, you know, a Wednesday day game when school is in. I'm not, you know, that's not, I'm not trying to judge based off of that. But, I, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little more Snakes fans when the Cubs came to town. It kind of felt, you know, 50-50 Cubs fans, D-backs fans. And I know the Cubs have a great fan base, and, and I'm not arguing against that. But, um, you know, I, I, I've been excited to be here in Arizona, but I would love I would love Diamondbacks fans to really show out when we come home and we play the Astros in the last week of the season with a chance to uh, with a chance to make some noise and go to the postseason. So a little bit disappointed, and I understand we haven't – you know, you have to earn the right for fans to come, but I, I, I would really love to see the place back. I got a quick statement. Fans, if your team has an opportunity to make it to the playoffs, let's go. Let's show up. Let's go support your team. Come on. Let's go to the playoffs. Playoffs. And there's there's not there's no Arizona Cardinals games to watch. You know, they stink. So like come out and watch a team that's actually fighting for the postseason. You know exactly. what I mean? Like we this is a team that's got a chance. And and like I said, you know, you have no idea. Once you're in, anything can happen. So, you know, the energy I would love for the energy to be electric when we get back to uh Chase Field next week and um, with a chance to really co- clinch a postseason berth for the first time since 2017. The Cardinals are tanking, Ar- Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I think they're, Caleb. they're, they're very much Caleb Williams. in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes more than maybe any other team, at least heading into the season. We'll see how it plays out, but it's a good call. The other thing I will say, this is not in defense at all, but when you do get those splits with the Cubs, so many fans in the Midwest end up transplanting and living down there full-time retiring down there to get the you know older crowd that ends up living down there, having the time hitting a game. I mean, not a total comparison here either, but in Miami, New York and other Northeast cities do really well compared to the home crowd for teams, because I, I would see it when I lived down there. So not an excuse, but for the Cubs series. Okay. For anything else, you guys should be dominating down there. Yeah, and totally, totally understandable. You know, you're going against the Yankees, Red Sox, Cubs, you know, fan bases. That's you, you know, they're gonna have they're gonna have people on the road. Doesn't matter. Um, but we're gonna go against the Astros next weekend, and um, I've had plenty of feuds with the Astros, so everyone knows how I feel about them. I would love to make sure that fans are out there out there cheering for the Diamondbacks next weekend. <laughs> love that. Exactly right. You can Google all that. Um, all right. So, a question for you on sleep. Big topic this week. Did you see the comments? Everyone saw it. It's actually awesome. I'm always curious. Sometimes we bring up a story and most of the players are learning about it from us. It sounds like almost every player caught this this week. The Yusei Kikuchi Kikuchi comments about 13 to 14 hours. Then he clarifies that it's only before start. And I honestly, like some people were like, oh, he was kidding. I don't know Yusei Kikuchi. I've never interviewed him before. But just going off the belief that at least the, the day before starts, He's putting in 14 hours. Your thoughts and your average sleep time. As a former teammate of Yusei's, he was not, I'm sure he wasn't kidding. I absolutely think that was something that he has to have before he goes out for starts. 
you know, we kind of talked about it, me and a couple other people from Seattle. I'm like, he has a kid. I don't know how you end up with 11 hours of sleep anyways. Like the rest of us that have kids never get 11 hours of sleep. So I don't know how that's like the bare minimum and that like that would throw you off your game. If I ever got 11 hours of sleep, I would feel over the moon, whether I'm starting relief, like that just doesn't happen when you have a kid. I don't understand. I, I don't understand his sleep schedule. That's, maybe, that's incredible. Maybe the rest of you are doing it wrong though, Paul. Like maybe Kikuchi's like, yo, I got two nannies, two au pairs, whatever it is. When I wake up and want to hang out with the kids, I do that. But before that, someone else handles morning duty. Well, I enjoy hanging out with my daughter, so I wake up and play with her. I don't know. What, <laughs> I don't know what that scoop would be like. I, you know, I, whatever. I that that's insane. That's insane. We kind of joked about it. You know, obviously Merrill Kelly has had his issues with with cramps, and he does literally everything science proven. Have to drink water at this time. Have to have this pickle juice. Have to have this hydration pack. And he's getting them, and and then we were just joking that it's like, oh, all you need is thirteen to fourteen hours of sleep, and then you should be fine. And you know, he has a young daughter, and he knows that. That's not going to be applicable to his life either. So he got another one on the way. Are you prepared? And most people go, okay, you're no. going from zone to man-to-man. You're not going from zone. Right now, you're going double coverage, locking her down <laughs> to you're going to have to play a single-man zone because your wife is going to go, look, you take, you take both of them, I'm out. And you're going to be like, what do I do? There's so much estrogen everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, you know, coming from a family with a brother that was very sports oriented, um, just having a girl in my life in the first place was was a lot. And now we're going to have two. Uh, the Seawolf house is going to be pink. I just have I've come to uh, I've come to understand that and, and just accepted it. And uh, yeah, the uh, the estrogen and the and the attitudes are going to be an adjustment here for for dad life. But I can't wait. You know, I feel like I've gotten the hang of girl life now. And, you know, I feel like it's like, all right, we'll just we'll just keep it on. I, I don't mind that at all. It's good where I can be boy and baseball stuff here at the field and then just, you know, pink and fully dad at home. Are you going to teach your, either one of your daughters to throw a slider? Like either one of them? We, we throw balls in the house. We throw balls in the house. We have a, you know, she's in this like throwing phase. And so we're like, no, no, no. You throw balls, not toys, throw balls, not food. And now she, she doesn't really understand, but she'll just say that she's like balls, not toys. And it's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only you're only allowed to throw balls. Um, and so we, you know, we have some plastic balls here at the house we have in Arizona that, that uh, she can, you know, go around and chuck them. And, you know, she gets maybe like two feet away and you kind of like have to make sure that like, you don't know if she's going to throw it like 30 miles an hour or, or throw it backwards. So uh, we're getting the hang of it. We're trying to get, we're trying to get some release point stuff down before we hit the slider. Okay. Bobby Miller. So she's kind of like Bobby Miller. She'll, <laughs> she's, does she apologize when she hits you in the face? No apologies. She just goes right at it. She's she's too tough for that. She's got Stone she's cold. got that presence on the mound. That's good. That's good. I like that. <laughs> I'll go. I'll go real quick. I got a quick question. I'm big on I'm big on the sleep thing. So I agree with him 100 percent on the sleep. What I would do, I would sleep all day, wake up, eat breakfast at nine ish, and then go right back to sleep. So I'm, I completely understand that was my stuff before I had kids. That is, you know, yes. now I got three boys, but um, three kids. In Kansas City, they had a they had a sleep chamber. They had like a sleep room. Do you guys have anything like that in uh, Arizona? Yeah, so we have we have a gigantic room that's as, as big as our training room that has like everything recovery you could possibly ask for. So they have like two ridiculously nice uh, massage chairs that can like fully recline. So you can get the massage and you can kind of like tune it out. They have uh, 
a red light therapy machine that can give you recovery. They got the two, uh, the hot tub, the cold tub, uh, the float tank. And then they have, they have like four or five, um, like lounge chairs that you can kind of like, you can get reclined maybe like 45 degrees and stuff. And, you know, you've got to cover to make sure that it's dark and make sure that it, it's, uh, it's good. So we got, we have plenty of opportunities that we can get, we can get plenty of rest, you know, at home, especially when you take batting practice first and you have maybe two hours before game time, it's a, it's a really good opportunity to make sure you just get, you know, quick little nap, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, whatever you need. So, um, yeah, they give us everything that we need to make sure that we get plenty of sleep and plenty of recovery here. Doing so, it right. Doing it right. Paul, this is it. This is the last regular season. Paul Seawald popping up on FT Live. We'll get you during the postseason. Will you be the same person or should we prepare ourselves for a different Paul? You know how most players are in the playoffs. I mean, I, I always had to interview a billion of them and I'm like, hello, <laughs> are you there? I think I would like to say that I'm going to be the same one. I think, um, you know, I likened my first playoff experience to a debut situation where some people it starts to, you know, it starts to spin a little bit quick. You just, and that's, that's not a testament to your mental fortitude or anything. It just is something you've been working for your whole life. And then you finally get that debut. And some people are really able to lock it in as quickly as they can and, and go for it. And some people struggle. And I feel like the playoff situation is a little bit like that. And, and, you know, obviously my outings got a little bit better and a little more calm as, uh, as the postseason went last year. And, and I'm hoping that this year, um, I can kind of make it, you know, a regular game and, and not get overly excited and um, let my emotions get the hold of me. So I'm hoping that I'm going to be the same regular season policy, well, both for the podcast and both for the for, for the uh, for the games that we have. I love that. And yeah, if, if not, like if you're feeling it a little and then you come on, we'll remind you and we'll just we'll just chill. Like this will be the there escape we go. where there you're like, eh, nice nothing matters. Quick yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just get to make fun of other big leaguers. That's what the show's for. So exactly. Well, get get in that playoff race or get in the postseason in general first. So go grab a spot and then we'll talk to you in October. That sounds perfect. I love that. Thanks for having me on, guys. We'd like to make a little partnership announcement. One of our sponsors, Tiza, who's been with us for the last couple months, um, we're going to extend that partnership. They're going to be a big part of things for many months to come. This show ain't going nowhere. And that includes the offseason, too. Very important. We will give you real talk all winter long when the drama unfolds. So uh, to celebrate that announcement, we've got a giveaway, and we're going to charge the damn mound powered by Tiza and bring in our guest, Casey Clemens, joining us right now on FT Live. Looking good, Casey. Great to have you on, man. How you doing? And uh, we're excited to continue the partnership here. Yeah, man. Thank you all so much for having me on. This is awesome. Uh, I've been watching y'all's stuff um, and obviously watched the uh, show with Dad on here as well. Um, but yeah, we're excited to extend the partnership with you guys and and grow with you guys as uh, the show continues on and continue to do some more giveaways and stuff. So appreciate you guys having me. Hey, can I ask you a question about, you know, when you were bouncing around from from when you were younger to college ball, minor leagues, indie, etc. How prominent is dip still in the game? Not not the good stuff, not the non nicotine, non tobacco right. dip that we're obviously promoting we would never promote the actual garbage that's out there that has ruined many lives but you know like for example um the other day two days ago in cincinnati sunny gray just randomly stops by while we're doing the show and he's like oh cool what's this so um it was just interesting yeah. to get his take because there's a lot of guys that are either still dipping or around it and then they pick up something like teza and go you know i, I still want to have that energy and that feeling here but i don't i don't want to you know get, for sure. <laughs> get in for trouble sure. yeah. with my mouth 
Yeah, to answer your question, it's 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 very prominent. Obviously, as AJ and Kratzy, you guys all know, um, it's been around the game forever. It's part of the culture. It's just something that gets introduced to athletes and and kids sometimes at at somewhat of an early age, and sometimes it could be a fit in kind of thing or. Um, either way, however it starts, it's always a bad habit and can get you into some, some unfortunate health conditions. So I actually was introduced to the product in independent ball my last couple years playing, and I never dipped. I was around the game as a kid. I hated seeing spit cups and, you know, dip all in everybody's teeth. And, and I, I was against it, you know, ever since I was a kid, but I'm a big coffee drinker. And as you guys know, who, who've been in clubhouses, that, that clubhouse coffee is more like uh, gasoline. It's like the whole Folgers cup, you know, in the entire thing. So I, I used to start getting jitters playing baseball and hitting, and I, I hated feeling that way. And I got introduced to this. And I was like, you know what, I'm not going to try it. Why would I try healthy dip when I don't dip? Um, and then we had a rain out, and I had to get a workout in. And I didn't want to drink coffee, so I went to Tiza to try it for some energy. And the the transition of energy was so smooth and so clean that I was like, man, this is a really cool product. And then they were saying, yeah, we know the owner and we're part of it. And a couple of the players on my team were, you know, going to kind of working for the company or ambassadors for the company. And so I was like, man, I'd love to show this to my dad and kind of see what we could do with it. And, you know, it's been growing like crazy ever since. You've been following Cody. You've been following Cody's year this year, like actually like in, in the ballpark. Wall yeah, balls, some dingers. Oh man. It's been so cool. It's been awesome. Uh, I think one of the coolest games was going to Philly for the home opener. And uh, you know, it was kind of a crazy situation. He didn't get the call out of, um, out of spring training. And I thought he was deserving of it. Um, but unfortunately the roster fell the way it did. And then somebody ended up getting hurt and he got called up for the home opener. And I will say baseball in the Northeast is a, is a little bit different. It, it seemed like a World Series atmosphere, you know, um, for the home opener. So it, it was so cool. It's been awesome to see him out there on, on some of the fields that we grew up, um, you know, making memories on. And, you know, what an accomplishment it is to make it to the big leagues in general. So, so proud of him and, and just been fun watching him play. What was the dine? Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Scott. I, I, I was going to ask him, did you see him strike out Shohei? I mean, yeah, how about I mean, that? Was that not like the greatest yeah. thing ever? I mean, I mean, your dad punched out a bunch of dudes, but I mean, he never punched out Shohei. I know, I know. I think the coolest part about that whole video is when Cody fist pumps because it's like a, you know, they're down by like 12 or something ridiculous. And it's crazy because he, when he was with Detroit, he had like 10 or 15 innings as a position player. So I, I jokingly told him he needs when he gets to arbitration, he needs to say that, you know, he's got 10 or 15 innings under his belt per year. But no, I thought it was so cool that, you know, he was even though he was told to go out there and throw 40 miles an hour, just toss it in there, get a strike here or there, try to get some outs. He was still trying to, you know, strategize and make pitches and, you know, gas him up a little bit. And he finally got him to punch out and the little fist pump was pretty funny. So. That was definitely a cool experience, and I think that locked him into the, I guess, him and my dad have the most strikeouts all time in a father and son duo. So that's 
<laughs> that is awesome. That's like a really yeah. good trivia question too. People would be like, what? Yeah, like, I think that's hilarious. It's a great point actually on ARB because we talk to a lot of players who will open up and we'll get a lot more of that in the wintertime. But for example, the one that drove me nuts in the past year was when Corbin Burns goes to arbitration and they got shell-shocked because they brought a case saying that when he slumped for like two weeks of the whole season, that's when the Brewers like lost their playoff chances. It was such like a joke of right. a case. And sometimes the arbitration panel is stupid and they're not paying attention that clearly. So they actually fell for it, apparently. But on the other end, that's a great point to bring up. Like, he should yeah. sneak that in there at some yeah. point and be like, I'm actually a two-way player, by the way. Like, yeah. the, you're eating up innings. Somebody has to do it. And also, you're not trying to be out there for an hour. So it's like, oh, and I struck out Shohei. I love that. For sure. Yeah, I think it's 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 a funny joke. But at the same time, it's like, look, you know, I'm out here somewhat risking my career throwing 40-mile-an-hour meatballs right down the middle to the best hitters in the world. What happens if, you know, there's a comebacker or I got to make a play or not saying that, you know, the chances of that are likely, but you are right. Like he's out there, you know, pitching in a big league game, whether it's tossing it in there or not. So arbitration as a whole is, is, is pretty wild. It's, you tell the team how good you are. They tell you how bad you are. And then you shake hands and say, all right, let's win a world series. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, but all right. If he's not comparing arbitration pitching, if you go home at Thanksgiving, who has the rights? Obviously, Pops has the best is the best pitcher. But I was looking at some of your college stats. They they yeah. they bagged you. They bagged you on the mound. Do you have do you have a little bit more than than Cody on the mound? Because you <laughs> pitched a little bit in college too. For sure, yeah. So I kind of have a wild story. Um, I, I'll kind of run through it quickly, but. I was always a, a pitching prospect coming out of high school. Um, that's kind of how I, I got into the high school American games and was really getting a chance to be drafted out of high school was because of what I was doing on the mound. My mechanics look eerily similar to my dad's, not because I tried to make them that way, but just because I just watched him so much and learned from that. Um, but I ended up tearing my labor in my senior year in the state semifinal game and that kind of diminished all my chances of getting drafted high. Um, so I ended up still going to Texas, went there as a two A guy and my freshman year, I could only throw, I mean, uh, sorry, I could only hit because I couldn't throw. And so got as good as I possibly could at first base, you know, taking ground balls. That's what was the only place I could have played as a freshman, ended up getting the starting spot, hit the whole year, didn't play great. So the next year we tried to get me back on the mound. I was fully healthy. And after labrum surgery, it's, it's pretty common that your velocity will vary and sometimes you don't get it all back. So some games I would be like 93, 94, and then some games I would be like 85. It was pretty crazy. Um, so then my junior year came around and I was like, man, I, I've got one year under my belt on each, each position. So I decided to just say, you know what, I'm going to hit until they tell me not to. And then if I'll just come out of the bullpen and see if my arm – handles up and just see what pans out. I ended up becoming a way better hitter in first baseman and my arm just never came back. And so that's how I was drafted. But um, to answer your question, we have had many um, competitive battles in the cage off of dad with my oldest brother, Kobe, who was a big power hitter, um, me, and then Cody as well. 
And, you know, we beat up on Cody a lot as, you know, he's the youngest one. But, you know, he's he's the best true hitter out of our family. Um, Kobe and I probably have more power than him, like, overall. Uh, but, you know, power is no good if you can't uh, hit get the ball in the barrel as, as much as he does. Now that you all are grown men, who wins in a wiffle ball game? Because that's all that mattered when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we don't play as much wiffle ball. I would say golf matches are, are huge, but the, my oldest brother has twin boys now. So the, the wiffle ball and the fun backyard games are definitely coming back. So we'll have to circle back and I'll let you know what the record is on the, the future wiffle ball games. Before we get into your dad, what, what is that? I mean, what is that chain you have around your neck? I mean, that thing is blind. <laughs> yeah, I actually was given – my parents gave me this a long time ago, and I never wore it because I didn't like wearing gold. And I just put it on one year, and now it's been – I've probably worn it for the past five years. But, yes, I do get a lot of comments on it, especially from some of my uh, teammates. They they enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big one. It looks good, though. Uh, when we, we, we had your dad on, was there any story that he told that you were like, wait, I didn't know that about you, dad, or do you, does he, is he pretty much open about everything? Cause, and then yeah. also when, when you guys were talking about, you know, we took hacks off dad, would he throw at y'all? Cause he threw at me a few times and would he throw at <laughs> his own kids too? <laughs> I know it. I know it. Um, he, he would jokingly, if we took him deep, he would throw one to the back of the backstop and let us know, Hey, you know, if you, I, I will say, if you see some of the, the showboating today, I'm not sure how, how well he would have handled that um, back in his day. But, no, we've talked about a lot of stories. Obviously, there's so many things that go around nowadays with social media that, you know, you're pretty much like, hey, Dad, this just came out. What do you think about this? And he gives us kind of the rundown on some things that are true and some things that are that are not. <laughs> would you, all right, well, no, hold on. Would you watch if him and Mike Piazza fought? Would you go? Would you pay? I, I'd probably be in the corner. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. Talk him into it. Let's go. No, I know. I mean, obviously, the chances of that actually happening is is very slim. But two pretty huge athletes back in their day, and well, you know, they obviously battled it out many times on the field, and each of them got the best of each other, and you know, that's what the game's all about. But. Hey, I, I, I'm in for raising money for, for any kind of charities. And you know what? Tiza and Foul Territory can be the main sponsors, so it'll be a win-win all the way around. I'm down. We've been if, talking it up. I don't hey, know man. if my dad being 60 years old can get through, get past throwing five punches, though, without needing an oxygen tank. <laughs> That's fine. Three rounds, keep it snappy. Yep. Three yep. rounds, keep it three, snappy, three, whatever. Three, three two rounds. You guys, you guys are ambitious. <laughs> Three thirty second rounds. Three thirty yeah. second. Yeah, rounds. exactly. Like pitch clock rounds. All right, so yeah. let's do our, our giveaway announcement here to everyone um, in, involved in uh, the Tiza fam. We appreciate them giving some things away, and Raj, of course. So um, we put the post up. You can like it. Follow Tiza Energy, Foul Territory Show, and Roger Clemens. You tag three friends in the replies, and you'll be automatically entered for a chance to win a set of those four dugout mugs signed by Rocket and free Tiza products all around it. So get after it. That's opening up today. And uh, it was really awesome talking to you. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Um, let us know what we can do on our end to make everything uh, successful for you guys. Love watching you guys.
Thank you. Yeah, we're going to keep bringing it on the road so players who, who don't know about it do. Uh, use the discount code FOUL, F-O-U-L, for 20% off your first order at TizaEnergy.com.